Hi, hello. Welcome to the Dirty Rabbit Hole podcast. I'm Michael Foreman, author. Yes, hi again. It's Michael Foreman, author, calling to you all the way from the Dirty Rabbit Hole podcast in Western Australia. Yes, I'm an author of some very unique dark fiction that incorporates a sexless marriage. You're welcome to go over to michaelformanwriting.com and download yourself a free copy. I can't say that it's going to help your sexless marriage, but it may help you understand and it certainly will have some empathetic overtones in it. And it was based on my personal story of a sexless marriage. But I don't want to talk about the book right now. I'd like to talk about you and your sexless marriage or your sexless relationship, because I know that we get people coming to visit the podcast who aren't married, but still have the same situation, same problems, same emotional baggage that they carry around with them from day to day, to their work, to their interpersonal relationships, affecting their families, and basically making their lives shitty because they're not getting sex or not getting enough sex. In my situation, it wasn't getting sex at all. And some of us have been at that crossroads for a long period of time. When I say crossroads, we think that tomorrow something's going to change or or next week something's going to happen, but it doesn't ever come, literally, (laughs) on so many levels. Spiritual, physical, obviously, and emotional. There's no connection there. Our spouses, for some reason, just don't want to engage. And there are thousands of people who are visiting this podcast who are in the very same situation and don't understand why they are where they are. In the short term, I think there's just a little bit of disappointment. But in the long term, there's a certain resentment that grows with inside us. We start to resent the situation and eventually we start to resent our spouse. Even though we want them near, there's a part of us that really hates what they're doing to us. And I was at that point in my relationship when it finally came to an end, or when the marriage came to an end, that is, and we got divorced. I resented my wife, resented her. I could barely stand to look at her, and that's being very honest. And it had nothing to do with her physical appearance. It simply had to do with the fact that she was the representation of all the anger and the disappointment that had been developing over the course of 10 years. In fact, it was longer than that, because if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that there was a period of time before it, before the wedding, that is, where we were celibate through religious reasons, and then sexlessness carried on into the marriage, and that went on for 10 years. Not a happy place to be in the home, as well as in the mind. My state of mind was fractured, uh, too many ways that I pretty much can't describe, and uh, I suppose I ended up with PTSD an everlasting residual effect of the uh, of a prolonged situation that I couldn't control. Almost like being tortured. And today I came across a piece on Yahoo News, and I thought I would share it with you because it parallels something of the relationship that I had with my wife and a love affair that occurred some two-thirds into the marriage was something that had to happen. And I didn't discourage it when it happened. I wanted it to happen. But anyway, I'll I'll talk about this other individual first, and I'll come back to my story. If you followed the podcast from its original start date, you will recall the story. And I refer to it from time to time in the podcast. 
you're welcome to go back and listen. But right now I'd like to talk about this 40-year-old woman who goes by the name of Nikki. She says she and her husband's relationship became sexless two years ago. She's 40 years old and she went to Ashley Madison, obviously made a conscious decision to have an affair. And she says here, on paper, I'm married and in a normal, happy marriage. We're not sexually active for over two years, probably. The husband was non-responsive, she said. It felt like her interest in sexual exploration and her husband's vanilla tendencies were impossible to reconcile. But Nikki didn't want to end her marriage either. So she went to Ashley Madison and met a man, and she still sees him today. They meet at a hotel for playful sex that turned into an emotional connection that she never imagined. But Nikki's whirlwind affair isn't enough of a reason to get a divorce because her current setup brings balance to her life. She says that her affair with this other guy reduces the resentment when she's at home. And I personally can relate to that statement. When I was having my affair, everything got easier. The resentment that I saw in my wife, that I felt when I saw her, wasn't so harsh. Her words weren't so stinging. Her rejection had no impact. So this woman, Nikki, at 40, has discovered the very same thing. She said that planning meetups were stressful, or are stressful, I suppose, if they're still having the relationship, it's are. Uh, but it's worthwhile because it makes her a less resentful parent and wife. So the affair reduces the stress at home. It's a lot of energy, she says. It's a lot of thinking to constantly be on the ball and not let anything slip through the cracks. But I'm also happier when I come home because I can be more myself. And then she goes on to say that her and her uh, sex partner go on to sex clubs and they swap, I suppose. They have swinging parties and so on. So she's a very adventurous lass at 40 with a couple of kids and a husband who doesn't seem to care too much about her needs. And she's taken it upon herself to go elsewhere. Now, I didn't go to sex parties. I just had one partner. And I must say that first time after such a long drought was really quenching on so many levels. It wasn't just some guy getting, getting his rocks off. There was a cerebral and spiritual awakening. And when I drove home, I felt elated, calm, and later I felt bulletproof. Anything my wife said or did did not have such a negative influence on me because at that stage I was measuring every word, every sentence. There were all these mind games that were being played between us. And probably most of them was just with myself. Half of them were imagined and half of them were totally uh, false. But you know, when you don't have sex going on in your relationship, in your marriage, it has a knock-on effect to everything else you do. You think it doesn't, and it shouldn't, because sex isn't everything, but it is something. It has some meaning and value in the relationship, and for each individual couple, it's slightly different, and it fluctuates through the course of your life, but it does mean something. So when it's out of kilter, your life is out of kilter. If you and your partner are not connecting on that level, it's going to affect you long term. 
And I really don't know how people are able to manage long-term sexless marriages until I look in the mirror and realize that I did it for basically 17 years, 10 years of marriage and seven years of abstinence before it. Can't call that a sexless marriage because we weren't married, but it still goes into the kitty. Uh, Nikki managed to go for two years before she made the step and the transition to get into having a lifelong sexual partner. I'm not saying that if you're in a sexless marriage that you need to do the same thing. I'm just telling you that the resentment then falls away. Isn't that strange? Monogamy tells us to keep on trying, keep on working at the relationship. Go to counselling if you have to. Talk to a counsellor, a professional person. See if you can make a common line where you can get together on matters of intimacy and but sometimes it just isn't enough. You sit there and look at your partner across the table or across the dining room or even the bed and you're wondering, who is that stranger? We don't connect on that level anymore. Why am I still here? Why are we continuing to go through the motions of a marriage and yet we're not intimate? How do I justify this to myself? And don't forget, if you've got children in the mix, they're witnessing and experiencing and feeling all of these uh, resentment emotions as well. The entire gamut of your marriage becomes their memory. And you can fake it if you like. They still pick up on it. If you guys aren't romantic to each other and you have no intimate moments, then they will absorb that by osmosis. Not all of it. Bits and pieces of it. How you guys resolve your problems. How you guys relate to each other. Remember, you guys are the bosses of your family. You're at the front end. I know everyone puts their kids first, and that's nice, but you are the reason why they exist. Yes, you protect them, you keep them safe, and you feed them, clothe them, keep them warm, but you are still the engine room of your family unit. So you have to keep your relationship tight. You keep your relationship tight, and the family will stay tight. Anyway, what you don't want to do is get into a cycle of resentment where you look at your partner and you see the enemy, that you have to negotiate a truce in order to have some kind of sunshine in your life. You don't want to be at that point. I got to that point and I gave up to keep her happy and to keep the conflict in our relationship way down. But I did it at the sacrifice of my own needs. And haven't we all done that at some point of our lives, whether we're giving it away to our partner, our lover, our family, our neighbour, our parents? It's not a nice feeling. Now back to my book, which you can find on michaelformanwriting.com. The book is called Seethings, and it's about a sexless couple. Been married for several years. As I said, it was a very personal story, but I take it into some unusual places in order to make it entertaining, and I do hope you find it entertaining. It's available on smashwords.com. You can go to my link at michaelformanwriting.com or go to my website rather and the link will be there but if you want to scoot straight across to smashwords.com and look for the title Seethings S-E-E-T-H-I-N-G-S you'll be able to get hold of a digital download of my novel Seethings in seconds you'll be reading it almost before this podcast is done and dusted can you do two things at the same time? Of course you can. Everyone can. We've all got electronic devices these days. We can be listening here on the podcast and then typing in the text into the search bar in smashwords.com and click on the link and have it downloaded into our favorite digital reader. 
And it is available on multiple formats. So if you've got a Kobo or a Kindle, or you want to see it on your phone or even on your laptop, you can. And when you're done, leave a review on goodreads.com. There is a page there for seethings. You can leave a four or five star review. Uh, if it's only worth two stars, then fair enough. Just tell them why. Everybody on goodreads.com likes to know the truth in behind a, a review, not just a star review. You don't have to make a long story of it. Well, that's about it for today's podcast. I feel that it's all done and dusted. I hope you're not feeling too resentful for listening to the podcast. And in turn, I hope you're not feeling too resentful towards your partner. But if you are, have a think about what Nikki did in her life. Have a think about what I told you about my life and the options that you have at your disposal. Yes, definitely have counselling. Um, first port of call. It was my first port of call too. I recommend it before you step out on the marriage. Yeah, I think try and do it through. If you believe in monogamy... Go through a counsellor and see whether you can open up those lines of communication and see if there's something you can nut out at home. Well, that's it. Podcast done and dusted. I hope you enjoyed it. Join me again on the Dirty Rabbit Hole podcast when we meet again. And just remember, it can always rain on your parade. See you later. Mm-hmm.